Frank, we're both afternoons. Is that a fair thing to say in this world? Uh, yeah, you are what you do every day. And I feel like I fail to release apps every day. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm that kind of app developer. Uh, what kind of app developer are you? Well, I'm an app developer that starts a lot of applications, but maybe doesn't necessarily finish those applications. <laughs> but when I get to the point in which I want to actually publish them, you need to promote them. Now, Frank, I think as app developers, I want to set up this sort of story and um, yeah, the story adventure, if you will, is that okay. Google and Apple and Microsoft, they give us like a means to the ends of publishing our application and promoting our applications inside of the app store. And what I mean by that is they give us a portal, a way to upload apps, a way to add screenshots, a way to get reviews, a way to add some text. We've talked about this on the podcast. Like those things exist. Am I missing anything that they that they give us as app developers? Oh, yeah. I mean, they give us more, but I, I don't think we need to be pedantic and go through it all. But enough said that um, if you write an app and upload it to, say, the Apple App Store, that's pretty much all you have to do, minimum requirements, and people will still find your apps because they go to the store and they search around, and that's it. So, yep, the store is your only home on the internet. It's totally possible. Pretty much, and that's the sort of the world that I've lived in. And you know, they've added a lot of cool things. Like I was just doing a search for um, uh, Calca and Circuits and um, Keynote. Actually, was just searching for Keynote because I needed <laughs> a presentation from six years ago I gave, and it was in Keynote. And I typed in Keynote into the App Store, and there was one of the hundred applications that had a video playing back. And that blew my mind. I was like, wow, that is really neat. We talked about this, what, like a year and a half ago when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I made a lot of promises about I'm going to have 800 videos for all of my applications. Uh, uh, spoiler, I haven't actually done that. But I, I know what you mean. I've seen the videos. And I, I think you said it to me. You're like, it just pops. It really differentiates the app from all the other apps. And it pops right now specifically when those other applications don't have them. So that's the <laughs> thing too. And, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. It just needs some motion of like, what does this app look like? And it, and then I click into it and go further. And I thought this was really cool because me, I'm getting ready to launch an app. And what I'm, but I mean, getting ready, I've spent three days on development so far and I have oh. another two months, but I really want this to be done quick. And if you follow me on Twitter, I'm making this Animal Crossing app, but I want to be able to promote it. So, but I don't want the app store to be the solo place because Frank, we are cross-platform app developers. We have to put that information in two places, but I want a single place that people can send and promote in general. And what I want, Frank, is a website. I don't know if you've heard of these. I would like a website. It's like a, it's a... It's a place on the internet that you go and it's like you type in this URL. I don't know what that stands for, but it's like, it's like mm -hmm. a www dot. And sometimes you don't even need that www dot, by the way, you don't even need that. You just type in mycoolapp.com. Don't go there. I don't know what that website is. It could be. <laughs> um, and then your app would be there, but, but I'm not a web developer, but I want that thing. Is it unreasonable that I want that thing in my life? Oh, oh, it's not unreasonable, but it's tragic that we need them, actually. And I believe URL stands for URL. 
That's that's what I heard. <laughs> God. <on the> streets, yeah. <laughs> By the creator of the Earl. Earl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it stands for Earl's Earl's Earl. Okay. Um, yeah, so unwrapping everything you said, you were a little sarcastic, but I think You made me so fond of the old days when you opened the show and you're talking about just upload the app to the store and just let it go. God, times were so much simpler back then. (laughs) But you're right. Every app I release now, I create a website for. And I've done it with 800 different pieces of technology. And I've done it for 800 different reasons, honestly. Um, But it could be as simple as things like the privacy policy. Apple and Google require privacy policies and a link to a privacy policy. Well, that link is an URL. Like, it's got to go somewhere. Uh, What am I going to point it at? So, like, just to fill in that one field in the App Store, I'm almost like, geez, now I need a website. Now I need a domain. Now I need a server. And, oh, my God, now I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, and I think for me, I've spent all my time building the application. I don't have time to build a website. But, Frank... I do want to talk really quick about your websites because I'm going to put all of them in the show notes and I hope that everybody (laughs) goes and looks at them because you can tell which apps were released 10 years ago and which ones were released. I mean, a little shade. It's it's getting pretty cloudy. It's cool. It's cool. (laughs) So you have, you know, you have iCircuitApp.com, you have Calca.io, you have Mm -hmm. um, Continuous.codes, right? Those are all websites that you Mocast.io, Mocast.io. Io. There's like a Kruger system website, I'm sure. Oh, see this yeah. MoCast. This is pretty. I like this. This is almost what I want, right? So I want a website that enables me to do something like this. Can you talk about some of the technology that you've used here and what your motivation was for it? Because for me, it's like promotion, but I think you may have other asks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In general, my goal is to have a minimal static kind of website that is mostly just generated from like some markdown files, kind of how the um, GitHub documentation host a page kind of stuff works, you know, that stuff. Um, That's my goal, because the truth is, I don't want to do any server maintenance. We always talk about server maintenance on the show. I really don't want to do it. Um, But at the same time, I do need these websites for these apps. So for each website, my goal is to make it a little bit distinct for the app without spending six months on the website, you know. Uh, So I I look at it as an opportunity to show off um, a little bit of the design of the app uh, in the website itself. And honestly, to provide that privacy policy and links to all the different app stores for the apps. you know, it, it gets more complicated than that, though. Uh, but we can talk about that. Um, but th- that's the general goal is to have a nice static site that I can update from time to time to promote the app. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea of it. I want it to be, you know, modern, responsive, all the things. And I actually built one one time. Um, it was for my step counter. And it was literally a GIF in the middle of the screen. And then underneath it, two links. And I made the GIF small enough that when it was on a mobile device, like, it, it was just the right size to fill the screen perfect because yeah. I don't know how to resize an image on the internet. Like I don't understand <laughs> how the internet works, Frank, really to create websites. Aww. So that's why I create mobile apps. I don't know if you've heard of them. They have modern UI frameworks that do a lot of stuff for you, but yeah, the MoCast site, it looks, it looks beautiful. There's some things that are changing in here. There's like 
features that you have on there are pretty cool. I like there's a logo. Um, how have you built these over the years? Because I'm assuming they're not all the same technology. Like, is it all stuff you developed or are they off the shelf solutions? It's a little bit all over the place. So uh, when I first started out, I used Squarespace, popular podcast sponsor, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I'm like, yes, I don't want to deal with managing a website. I'm going to use Squarespace. So I started doing that um, for my apps. Unfortunately, it gets a little bit expensive because each site is 5 or $10 a month. I honestly don't even know how much I'm paying. I should find that out. I should really know that number. Um and so I started to look for, and you know, if an app's making money, fine. Who cares if it costs five or ten dollars? Because hopefully you're making five or ten dollars, you're making more than five or ten dollars per month, you know. So, but at the same time, I just don't like having a million services. So in one case, I just have um, a shared server that I just put multiple domains on. And that's what I put all the static stuff on. So if I can get away with it just being a static HTML website, you know, with graphics and all that, but, you know, mostly just static HTML, then, um, you know, I handwrite that HTML because I'm an old 90s kid. And then I rsync it up to a server and it gets hosted up on that server. That's the simplest way. Um, but then iCircuit is even crazier. All right. So we'll talk about the the simple stuff. And that's sort of the range that I'm looking for, at least to begin with. And for me, I tweeted out a thing. I said, hey, I would love a simple way to have a free, like free, you also mentioned yes. free, basically minimum <laughs> self-hosted. So someone else is going to host this for me. Not doesn't have to. Well, self-host is I host it technically. Yeah, that's the other way around. You want cloud hosted, right? It could be cloud hosted. So either free cloud hosted or, hey, here's a beautiful free thing that you install on your website, right? Like WordPress, right? You know, I can, I can install that and put it on the free tier of Azure. Um, mm -hmm. Your website template for promoting an app. Like, can I drop in a few? This is what I wrote. Can I drop in a few images, write a few sentences, and it will look pretty? That's what I really want. And I don't want to code anything because I'm not smart on the web <laughs> of doing it. Like someone was, I was building this app and I was live streaming and they're like, well, why aren't you building a website? And I said, because I can't build websites. <laughs> like, that's why. <laughs> they're like, why aren't you doing it in the web? Because I, I don't know how to build websites and I don't, I'm not a web developer. So yeah, it's, it's funny because so many programmers these days are web developers. So it's like, we're, we're the funny ones now. We're like, no, I know how to write Windows apps. If it was a Windows app, it would be fine. Um, so I agree with you a hundred percent. And the truth is rewind the clock all the way back to 2008. When I started doing all this stuff, I kind of was kicking myself to write such a platform as you're talking about, because I realized that I'm going to be writing apps and a lot of apps over time. And some of them are going to be winners and some, a lot of them are going to be losers. <laughs> and it's going to be hard to know how much time to devote to each one and resources, all of that. Um, but it was just one of those projects that I never got around to. Instead, I did ad hoc website after ad hoc website. I probably have like 12 of these kind of one-off websites for each app. And honestly, it bothers me <laughs> because all the domains are on different registers. Uh, I have multiple servers using multiple services. It's crazy and confusing. Um, 
I don't really like thinking about it. This is a bad podcast. <laughs> well, no, I think it's healthy to think about it because you can tell the evolution of your need versus where it needed to go because obviously MoCast was very, very static, right? You have a support which goes to like a user voice basically and for feature requests. And then you have iCircuit, which has a whole bunch of integrated stuff in it. People are sharing and there's like a gallery and all this stuff. And and, and for other ones like uh, Continuous, there's actually a support like portal built into the website itself. So there's actually a lot going on there. Um, and so your needs have sort of evolved over time, but then almost like managing multiple applications, you're now juggling twice the workload because you are juggling building the mobile applications and you're also juggling building and maintaining and supporting these websites. Yep. Wow. Just sinking feeling in my chest. Thank you. Oh boy. Okay. I'm going to get my act together. Uh, let me uh, start with what you said about user voice there, because that's a very important thing. So while I keep saying static, 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 static's great, uh, the truth is I do need some kind of user interaction. Um, I'm always trying to decrease the amount of emails that I get. I think the the best way to do support in your app is just, here's an email address, you know, email me. Um, but the thing is, it's annoying kind of like to have everything go through email it'd be nice to have a recommendation system and that's why i use user voice where it's like hey if you don't feel like composing a whole email but just want to pitch an idea go over to this user voice thing and that was basically these are for feature features not bugs please don't put bugs there just <laughs> email me about bugs <laughs> um, but that was admitting that the static website's not quite good enough and then um, you include other things like a forum. Forums are great. Um, we could do a whole podcast on forums because I still don't know how to do forums correctly because you need moderation in forums. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have the time to moderate. So I don't think forums are a good idea, but you need something like that. You need some kind of community collaborative thing, especially for the kinds of apps that I write that are creation apps where people can benefit from talking to each other. So forums and user voice, these are the dynamic features that I want uh, in these websites, but I just don't know how to get them in fully correctly. Yeah. the Here's what I've done for one of them. So I have my stream timer. I don't know if you've heard of that web, that, 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 <laughs> um, that application. So Use that, it every week. Yeah. Mystreamertimer.com is a static website. Uh, it's a GitHub page, actually. And the cool part about that is that since it's an open source project, it is, you can say view on GitHub. It's basically the readme. I turned the readme into the, the GitHub page uh, in general, which I thought was really, really cool. And there's like a video, there's some things. It's not pretty though. It's just a default template. You know, it doesn't give you any customization. Like I can't necessarily change the color. Like it just says my stream timer in one word. You know, I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't really do a lot with it. Um, and what I've done though, is like, I have it like view on GitHub and I'll have like add an issue, which is have a, have a question, have a feature, like post an issue like on the GitHub page. I don't actually know if that's good or not. I like the feedback on user voice because the reason that we do this and have this portal have an online presence is so users don't give us one star reviews. That's actually like the biggest part. Like you don't want the <laughs> app store to be your acquisition and your communication with your users because that leads to negativity 
uh, in the long run, I think, in the on the app. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah, if you don't give anyone any outlets to contact you, then of course they'll do it there. I always hope that people will email me before they give a one-star review, but that's not always true. And I used to make... Uh, I mean, support is a whole nother topic, but I used to make a mistake of having every email turn into an issue, like a proper bug thing in my code base. And it took me a few years to learn that that's terrible and don't do that um, because now you're basically dealing with things on two levels. It's uh, flooding your project and it's flooding your email. And so uh, just keeping the two worlds a little bit separate, like it's nice having the user voice slash website slash something where the community and the users can work out the features that they really want. I can check in and then I manually decide what I'm actually going to work on and that stuff and plan out the next release and do those. So I, I like that separation of the community's not doing its own thing, but is its own thing. And then I just check in with it to see what I should be working on. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that that's one of the things I've struggled with over the years is I put stuff out and I don't really know how to properly communicate with my users, which is very odd because I communicate with developers all the time in my position. That's literally <laughs> my job is to talk to people. And I don't know how to do that. In the, it's not like I got a business degree or an MBA or a way of a marketing degree or something like that along the way. I just happened to fall into this position, which I, which I love, but yeah, I think it's very fascinating to find like all the different problems. Okay. So envision your perfect website and the features that it has, because what I want to get out of this podcast is one, if anyone knows what, if something exists that I want, and also if there's something that exists that Frank wants, and maybe I want some of Frank's features, but also, if it doesn't, then here's a million-dollar idea, Frank, that you can go build in a weekend <laughs> like you did for AppStat. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it were that easy. Um, but the truth is, I always want, you know, some features from this cloud service, some features from that cloud service. You know, I pick and choose, and I feel like everyone's going to be that way. They want these features and not those other features. But I'll, I'll give you a rough outline, sure. Um, I want... Uh, a relatively free service, you know, maybe I can pay for extra features or something like that, where I can do exactly what you said, have a landing page, make it all pretty, have 100% control of the HTML, but maybe in uh, maybe have some nice templates for you. That's that's a feature for you. But I don't really need the template feature. I just want to write the HTML. Um, then I want a few of the VS community slash user voice kind of features where there is a very simple forum where people can post ideas and I can give broad feedback, but it's a public forum. I think that making that public is really important and I don't want it on GitHub. I don't want it interacting with all that. I actually do want it to be a separate thing. That's all just nice. Then with every app, I also have documentation which, you know, we upload a few screenshots over to the store, but if you write a complicated app, you kind of have to write a user manual. And I do that for all of my big complicated apps. Uh, the thing is, I'm never happy with the documentation I write. Like if I have a app that runs on five platforms, I'll have screenshots from iOS, even though it's like the Windows user manual. So I would just love a better CMS system that could handle multi-platform, have easy links to all the stores. I'm not asking for much here, James. Why can't I have this thing? Oh, and free. Mm, <laughs> or near free. free or, yeah, or, or minimum. Like I would love 
you know, for there's a bulk of our applications that are just promotional, right? You need the the pages you described. You needed a landing page that's pretty, has some app screenshots. Here's the features that are on it. And for me, like what I want is I would love, I would love to install this website and just, you know, there's like four images and they're like, put the four images here, put the words here. And it just does the <laughs> thing. Like, that's really what I want, by the way. And I can modify the HTML, but like really like have the little device Chrome on there, put the thing, and then just tell me to put the images here. And then almost like if there was a CMS or if there was a, a way of, if it was self-hosted, right, they could just be like, and upload your image here, upload your image here, upload your image here. And then you could say, add on free premium things, such as a user voice, a forum, you know, other things like that into it, uh, because that would be pretty nifty. And, and yeah, I, I just want to have that on the website and I can't find this thing. This thing doesn't seem to exist. I asked people on Twitter and people said, oh, well, check out this GoDaddy thing. Like, eh, not really. Like, they're like, check out this uh, HTML. What is it? HTML5up.net, which is like a bunch of templates. But all right, none of them are made for mobile apps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's this other website called Card, C-A-R-R-D.co. Beautiful, free self-hosted single one-page websites like really blank easy but again nothing's made for an app like i want like appwebsite.com where we're like you go and create yeah. a website for your app and i want that to exist so bad frank in my heart like why does it exist oh, i should have written it for you in 2008 know, the worst part rich. is i i was a web developer back then mm. like th this was my wheelhouse i could have had it done in a yeah it, a weekend no <laughs> oh man I, is this just us publicly thinking of an app together because i'm like yeah okay the free version you could have up to like two apps and then for ten dollars a month you could have five apps fifty dollars a month yeah i'm just having too much fun now uh so like so that's the question are you an app developer james like if if i were to write this thing and make it the way work the way that we want it to, where it's mostly cloud hosted or it's an easy install and all that. That's basically a full time job. Yeah. And so it becomes: Do I want to be an app developer or do I want to be a white box website uh, developer? I don't know. They don't have a flashy title like app developer. But anyway, um, you know, like that's not exactly the job I want. I kind of want to write Mac and iOS apps. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Um, but at the same time, we need this thing. <laughs> yeah, we do really, really do. And I know that there's a few um, websites out there that allow you to, you know, use like a Google Sheet or something like that to create like a website. But I think all those are paid, right? You got to pay stuff for a month or whatever. Or it's a one-off. Really sure. it, it's one -off. like you said, it's not just tailored to app developers. I mean, we are a silly minority like there just aren't enough of us that Google cares or Microsoft cares. I mean, they care in that they built us app stores. Thank you. We appreciate those app stores, but they don't care enough to give us free web hosting. You know, yeah. they're not going to do that. That's where they draw the line. No, no, no free website for you. Our servers are full of other stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is, uh, is, is the question is, is this even a feasible application? Because what we've been saying the entire time is we want something for free, right? We want something I would pay, I would pay money for the template. Like if, so, if someone was like, Hey, 
and I guess you could do this on theme forest or something like that. But if it was literally like, here's a bunch of HTML, we're going to drop in some things for your promotional website and you can host it. Like I would pay you 20, 50 bucks for that probably. Um, but I think that the wizard of online, how would that work? Would I pay you a dollar a month? Can I do a dollar a month? Is that, is that feasible of something? Like what is the cost yeah. of this? Right. That, that we, we could actually do. Well, if you're talking to me like a PM, how would I phrase this? Well, I would want to know how much money do I want to make? Let's say I want to make $1,000 a month. I can't live off of it, but I want to make $1,000 a month and I'm charging people $10 a month. That means I need 100 active users. 100 active users of a website is a lot of maintenance. Think about all the emails you're going to get. So now you're like, ooh, $10, that's not quite enough. So let's bump it up to $50 so I can justify my time and the amount of time I spend doing email support. It's website economics stink, to be thoroughly honest. And um, But yeah, I'm just stuttering now. I'm just (laughs) like, let's make the spreadsheet, James. We'll we'll figure it out. There's got to be a sweet spot in these numbers. Got to be a sweet spot. So what I think it comes from this is you're right. How much time and what's our energy and money towards being an app developer versus promoting our app? Because what 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 I really wanted to bring this topical to uh, up to discuss is that it's not that we just want this service. Like this service provides value to me and to my end users. You talked about the user voice. You talked about the support channel, the privacy policy, and I'm talking about the promotional part, which is what you also have too. And I think what's intriguing here is that we as app developers that are just straight app developers also should recognize that there's immense value into this landing page, but beyond the landing page too. And even talking to you, I didn't even think like, oh, you know, a feature request, making sure they're out of the app store, things like that. That is something that, to be honest with you, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And honestly, (laughs) we're just complimenting each other. But what you said makes a lot of sense to me is that if you don't give people an avenue for communicating, this is all we're doing. We're trying to open up more communication channels. Then you are stuck doing it all through the store, which can have very bad monetary effects and all that stuff. Uh, You know, I was just thinking like in the old days, um, they had frequently asked questions. Don't you hate it when you go to a support site? type ah, support site and type in a support request and they're like here's some frequently asked questions but at the same time like as an app developer god i wish i had a nice automatic system for that and i wish it was good hmm. because i when i'm doing email support i reply especially if i make a bug i might type out the same email you know five times a day and basically the same verbiage with a little bit of you know different things here or there so like, why don't I have a frequently asked questions? Uh, I've been doing this for 10 years. I should have a fact. I don't. <laughs> I just, it, it's, you know, it's part of it's just maintenance. I know if I wrote out a fact, it just, I wouldn't update it for 10 years and it would be out of date almost immediately. Yeah. That's almost the maintenance of this, which is to some advantage, what you almost want is, you know, some automatic updating, automatic going to town. I mean, because even with the self-hosting, right? I said I wanted to self-host this. If it goes beyond the static website, like I use Ghost for a lot of my stuff, but I have a custom theme on top of it. And the problem there is that my custom theme, whenever Ghost updates, needs to update. And right now mm. I'm in the spot where if I don't update, I can't blog basically. So I have been trying to frantically sort of update my personal website. You haven't seen any blogs in four months because... I just haven't had the time to commit to fixing my theme, even though I'm very, very close, <laughs> but um, 
um, you know, I'm not allowed to blog until, until I do that. I can ask them to unblock my site, but I'm, I'm actually not self-hosting that I'm having them host it for me. And for my protection, they, you know, are making the upgrade. So that sort of becomes the the problem there is, is yeah. the maintenance contract of it. So, I mean, I, I remember watching, um, Tumblr be built, mm. um, and it started out as a very simple feature set. You know, the app that we're talking about is almost bigger than Tumblr version 1.0. And they had a lot of people working a lot of time to make, you know, the theme system work, the theme editor, the content editor, the image uploader, all that stuff just takes in web terms, an infinite amount of time, especially if you rewrite it from Angular to Vue.js halfway through as most web projects go. Mm. So it's just like, I'm afraid of like even tapping into that world because I know how big they are. Like, it's so easy for us to say, yeah, I want this user voice feature where people can vote up and down. Well, now you got to do user accounts. Now you have to do uh, throttling. Now you have to do moderation. Now you have to do password resets. Now you have a login system. It's just, oh, Lord. <laughs> so it's work. It's work. I think that's why we haven't seen yeah. it. Well, how have you managed it so far in your sort of self-fulfilling, do-it-yourself Frank edition? How, how has that worked out? I mean, as far as adding those features and maintaining those features. So I think that although I find it a bit ad hoc, I do like the way that I'm using multiple cloud services um, because I wasn't able to find a single solution that does everything. You know, the iCircuit website is a mixture of Squarespace, my own statically hosted domain, and an Azure web app. <laughs> so iCircuit Gallery is a full C-sharp ASP.NET web app using Azure table storage. Um, I'm a little bit afraid of that code. <laughs> I don't like to edit it, but it's there and it runs really well, in fact. Uh, the problem is that's the iCircuit gallery. I really wish I had a Kelka gallery or I wish I had a gallery for an app that I'm releasing right now and I don't have a good way to um, share that. It's kind of like it's that one-off problem. It's just one website. It's not 10 websites. Um, so I would say overall... I'm okay with how I'm handling things because I can keep just throwing things onto that one static server. Um, but at the same time, uh, it, it it is all just so fragile is the problem with a million different accounts on a million different service providers. And especially user voice gets very cranky from time to time. They'll just email you. They're like, hey, you haven't logged in in three months. We're going to delete everything. And you're like, no, don't delete everything i don't have to log in to see what people are voting on yeah and 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 also when you think about this website i think it's also a good opportunity to talk about app updates right you just rolled out some new app updates um to iCircuit across multiple platforms and it's a good place to send people too when i think about how you did apps that roll out and you know got picked up by a few places and that didn't even have a website i guess the gum gum road website is good <laughs> enough but um, at the time, but I think about like, Hey, I'm rolling out a V2 or a V3. You can sort of simultaneously launch the website along with the app, re-promote it, get it out there. So it, it, it acts as this not only initial, but continuous upgrading of your application alongside the features that you're adding and allows you to sort of evolve at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. 
well said. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst, honestly. I think my biggest regret is that these sites aren't tied into my code bases always as well as I would like. For example, the MoCast website is just a subdirectory inside the code base, hmm. but I don't um, always updated. I don't update screenshots, things like that. So uh, there are disconnects and I find, okay, if it's sitting in the directory, it'll get updated from time to time. But if it's on a cloud provider and I have to log into it and remember my credentials and they have a funny image uploader that sometimes <laughs> doesn't work, or I have to use Chrome in order for the image uploader to work. And I'm not making any of this up. This is true. <laughs> then, you know, there's just there's enough of a hurdle there for me to say, Oh, forget it. I'm going to work on the app instead of working on the app website. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's always, it's always the side effect. We did an entire episode on app store and images and promotion and video back in the day. And I think we left out this part about the website, about how really that can be your launch point to, to add additional functionality. You know, the one thing that I always like to talk about is, um, overcast, right? Overcast.fm. And the, in the, the funny part about overcast is that website has not changed in forever. Really. Um, yeah. it's a great podcast application. Um, I love mocast too, mm-hmm. but the, you know, he has a very simple, he doesn't even have app screenshots, which I wish that he would, but probably because he'd have to update them. Yeah. But the, the biggest part of what, um, of what he did is he added entire ads section to sell ads for the application onto the website that has this table, has a, a Stripe processing payment. He turned his website, which was promotional first, into an app that generates a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a classic Silicon Valley pivot. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so um, smart. But... I I agree a hundred percent with the um, idea here because even so these value added features, let's call it that value added feature. Um, you could spin it off as a whole business or in the very least it's promotional. So my apps where you create something, it really behooves me to have a gallery where people can upload their stuff because number one, they're going to have awesome designs that I could never come up with that show off the features of the app where I'm just not as creative as, you know, the internet, the internet is creative. I can only do so much. Uh, So that's going to show off the app. That's almost like making its own screenshots. And then the more websites you have, the more little SEO juice you can do. So now you can start playing the SEO game a little bit, but otherwise, you know, um, just having a nice place that's dynamic, that's community oriented and that helps promote your app. That's all wins for me. That's what it I doesn't even I've... have to be a side business. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm interested. If you're a listener of this show and you've listened to this podcast for 35 minutes and you're like, wow, I already have that thing. Like I've, I've done that thing via something, or I think my app website is cool or or this thing exists, please let us know right into the show. Go to mergeconflict.fm, hit the contact button, right? Which is also on a on Fireside, which is a whole CMS that I pay money for every month. Exactly. Get rid of. It was a, it's a website for podcasts. Like that's what they do. And they generate a website for me. Um, and there's a little bit of customization. But, you know, I'd be really intrigued. Like what's worked well, what hasn't worked well. Maybe you have insight, right? Like you've added tons of analytics to your website and guess what? Nobody goes to it. So maybe this mm-hmm. entire episode was a waste of time 
And I don't even know, right? I'm assuming it's not, but I would really be fascinated to know what's worked well for our listeners, what hasn't worked well, right into the show. We'll read them back. We would love to go over it and sort of evolve on this too. I would love to do that. Uh, and just what you were saying, I don't have any stats in front of me, but I can say just off the top of my head, I get a good amount of traffic through the website mm. and people definitely check out the websites. I mean, it's what Google goes to. Uh, when your app goes to the app store, at least for Apple, they don't give the greatest experience. They show the icon, a couple screenshots and a description, and it's really in a boxed environment. They really want you to log into the app store. There's no nothing for me to plug into. It's not a great experience. But so if you can do a little bit better than Apple's default experience, I think that people just naturally go there. I mean, if someone tells you there's this cool new app with this name, what do you do? You go to Google to find it. You don't always yeah. just go directly to the app store i tend to yeah, google things true. first yeah i usually try to google and i'll type in app and then hopefully there's a website and if there's not a website then it's you're right there's a link to the google to the thing but again you're forced into that box right and i want to kind of go outside the box and really have that to me it's the day one experience i want to send someone to a thing and go and and here it is and i've done blog posts before and i've done other things but it's not the same right it's not the same where if it's if it's maybe a developer tool or something a little bit different, but really even for a developer tool, you want that nice fancy website. Man, I wish I was a web developer sometimes. <laughs> but then I wouldn't be able to create the apps. So there's the well, problem. let's just quit out. our jobs, James. We'll rent a garage in Silicon Valley and <laughs> start the next great we, app host site. Why don't we quit our job and go for it? There we go. Perfect. No, can't do that. No, can't I'm really. That. I I think that uh, some wonderful listener is going to write in and be like, "Hey, I built a whole business." around this this is exactly what i built feature for feature i have everything you want that's totally gonna happen i mean please do please write into us ah that'd be awesome all right frank i think that's it i think i don't think we can talk any more on this subject at all to be honest with you well no we, we didn't get into how many domains have you registered for all your websites but <laughs> that we well, can save that for another show let me just say today i did log into i have three right i have three registers because why don't you have three registers so i have Na namecheap godaddy and i want my name because you told me to use i want my it's name it's my fault it's blame it on me <laughs> it's it's like the worst website but the most amazing website that it totally works and the dot fm websites are way cheaper there so it totally is worth it i think total I must own 40 domains and that's, that's oh. gone down a lot. I was trying to make a spreadsheet of it. I'm like, I'm going to log into, I think I have six registrars. James. Oh my God. So I was logging into every single one of them, trying to find out which domains were there and which ones were auto renewing because my accountant literally said, how much are you spending on domains? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Promotional purposes. They're, they're a business web service expense. Yeah, yeah. So, please tell my accountant that. <laughs> that's what I put it as. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I do anyways. Oh, 100%. so all right, IRS, please don't be listening. All <laughs> right, buddy. Well, that's going to do it for this week's merge conflict. Please write into us and have a solution for me because I got to launch this app, Frank. I got to do it. Yeah. But until next time, there's been another merge conflict. I'm James Montemagno, and I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening. Bye.